Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bass Life Podcast. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, in this episode, we sit down with Robin Clohesse, an instructor for Learn to Bass Jump, and uh, we get a little bit into his background and how he became an instructor with Learn to Bass, and then uh, Sam Hardy joins us, and we talk about some of the highlights from the Valley Bass Gear opening weekend that ran in conjunction with a free bass workshop. Uh, Big, big thank you to Lisa Hutchins the founder of Valley Bass Gear, for throwing this event every year. Every year it gets bigger. Every year it's a little more interesting, and um, this year was no different. I feel comfortable saying that this uh, the VBG opening party is now a thing, wouldn't you say, Brian? It's like uh, seven, seven years in a row. Yeah, yeah, you can count on it. It's going to happen, and uh, it's always a good time. So if you can make it, strongly encourage you to come. Also, big thank you to Atair, Adrenaline, and Phoenix Fly. Uh, these manufacturers showed up to show support, share some love, and uh, share some knowledge You know, during the free base workshop. It was a really good time, and um, we're looking forward to doing more things like this in the future. So with that being said, this was episode 23 of the Base Life Podcast. Enjoy. You. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to the Base Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. Recording is coming to you from the Valley Base Gear headquarters in Steckelberg. Lisa's house. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just below Black Line and High Ultimate. Uh, so here in the room, we've got Robin. Hello. Thank so you for having pronounce me. Pronounce your last name correctly for me. Uh, yeah. So it's Clohesse. Clohesse. Yeah, so a lot of people oh. get that one wrong. So it's Irish, apparently. Mm. Goes back to, the, to Irish. So Ancestors yeah. come over in the boats, convicts, to back to Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, did you grow up in in Australia? Because I thought there was some Africa time there too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was born, originally born in Perth. Um, and then I think when I was about six, um, dad was working over in West Africa, uh, running a gold mine over there. So uh, yeah, he sort of got sick of being away from the family. So um, yeah, mum sort of chucked the shits. And so it was either come home or pack the family up and we all moved to Africa. So yeah, we were there for, I think it was close to seven years. Oh, wow. um, in West Africa, in a little village in the middle of nowhere in a mining town. What country? Uh, it was in Ghana. Ghana, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, spent some time there. It was in uh, Boise. Mm. Um, pretty cool place to live. Yeah, a lot different upbringing to um, like a lot of people when I come back and met and friends, but it's something that I never regret, never hold against my parents for taking me there. It was something that you know I still remember to this day is you see... A whole different side of things and make you respect your life a whole lot more. Wow, yeah. that's right. What, what were those beers I brought you back from Ghana? Was it Star? Yeah, so yeah. Star beer. I remember that was yeah. it was awesome because <laughs> uh, when I was over there, I obviously, obviously wasn't uh, old enough to be drinking in that. But I remember mum and dad always drinking. And so when you said you went there, I was like, oh, you got to get me a beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, that was awesome. Sweet. So we are going to talk a little bit about the uh, Valley Base Gear opening party and the Free Base weekend. And uh, But before we get there, can you give us a little background on how you got into the Sky Sports and then... Yeah, what was your your progression? All the way to being an instructor for Learn to Base Jump. Yeah, so, okay. Um, 
Uh, so I come from a background of freestyle motocross. I used to ride, um, yeah, professionally back in Australia. So I used to do a lot of shows and demos and um, travel around doing competitions and stuff like that. Um, so I think, yeah, I did it up to 2013. So I had a pretty bad uh, accident in 2013. Um, so it sort of set me back and I was, you know, leading up to that, I was sort of in the back of my mind, you know, um, where is this taking me? Is this the right direction I want? There's a lot of... Uh, hickory bickery high school stuff in the sport as well you know um so that was always on my mind and i sort of was over that sort of thing uh 2010 i did a tandem skydive for a mate's birthday i totally fell in love with it i was like i need to do this so when did the aaf course it took me a long time to actually do my half i think it took me just over a year Mm. um so you know trying to ride and do skydiving is hard to do everything and stay competitive at the same level um so after my accident in 2013 um yeah, it sort of set me back a lot financially. Um, Maybe look at, you know, is this where I want to be headed? Uh, so when I got better, I started skydiving more. Um, yeah, and I never rode a bike since uh, since my accident. Uh, I just fell in love with the sky sport, the family. Um, yeah, so carried that journey. And then I was working offshore for a while and some friends actually had signed up for Dukes and Sam's course. And they... I always knew about base jumping. I wanted to do it, but it was never never something I thought was reachable. Um, and then they asked me, there was a spare slot on their course. They said, you should come. So I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's go. Um, yeah, and it's changed my life completely. So I originally come to Europe for four weeks uh, in 2016. And yeah, I haven't left since. So yeah, it's been a couple of years now. Um, so yeah, so how I ended up with Duke and Sam, obviously completed the course. Uh, they said I was a bit of a standout. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> was, was this the same course you were on? Nope. Nope. Different course. Okay. No, Robin was already working. Oh, okay. When, okay. When, when I showed up, yeah. <laughs> yes. rocking it, and I was so, like, "Wow, um, who's this guy? Shows up on a course and is working right away. Yeah, who's fucking this guy? awesome. Yeah. This guy's fucking awesome." Yeah. So I, I say being in the right place at the right time, but um, <laughs> some people say different things. But yeah, obviously, um, coming from freestyle motocross, I loved the first jump and it was something I worked for. So, you know, a lot of people have been like, oh, you haven't been in the sport that long, but, you know, living in the Valley, I'm out there every day. Like, yeah. you know, I'm training every day. So a lot of people don't see the backside of it. Um, yeah, and then and eventually Sam and Dukes asked me to join the team. At, at first I was a little bit, you know, why me? Is mm. it because I'm here? But, um, you know, since I said yes and started working the team, it all started to make sense. All the cogs and aligned and... um I think it's yeah. I'm not still not sure. I think I just fit in the group. I'm good to drink with, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yeah. good to drink with. Fun yeah. to jump with too, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, when I watched you on the course, I was just like, wow, yeah, this, this fits him perfectly. Yeah. And I like how you talked about how you know you live here and you're doing it every day because the, you know it's. I look at it. It's almost like when you're learning a language. If you're just say in a country and you go to class once a day and and like you're not living in a country where they speak that language, you pick it up way slower. And, but where and the base equivalent to that, like you're immersed in it. You know, you're you're like 100. percent You're in the base. You're living in the valley. Yeah, that's exactly doing it all yeah. the time. Yeah. So well, so the, the other thing I noticed was faster was the idea that when you start tr- like instructing, you, know, you do these courses where there's you know let's say 12 people. You see twelve exits. You debrief twelve exits. You you get to not just work on yourself, mm-hmm. but now you're watching everybody else as they work on their things. And you can watch like when we were watching people in the tunnel. You know, you see somebody in the tunnel, and you can like 
start in your brain looking at what they're doing and just being able to teach is actually more learning by teaching. It's yeah, that's exactly right. And it's, it's, a lot of people don't realize that is uh, when they think they're a teacher, they already know everything. So, you know, we're learning you know, with the school. We're learning all the time. There's things we've learned off students. Yeah, I think it's all yeah. about learning. You're never going to learn enough um, and never be afraid to learn as well. Just because someone might have 10 jumps and you might have a 1,000 doesn't mean you can't learn something off that person. Absolutely, um, sure. Yeah, and this weekend proved it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah speaking of the weekend. This this, Dude, was, this was the awesome. Valley Base Gear opening party weekend and the Free Base week, uh, workshop, workshop weekend. Yeah, because yeah, you guys started on Friday, right? Yeah. That's, or Thursday. Uh, so I started on Thursday. So we actually run a pre-base course. Yeah. Um, what was that all about? Because I didn't really... I wasn't there for it, so I don't know what it was. Yeah, so okay, so we had a lot of people contact us in regards to doing the course, but they were sort of unsure about if if base jumping's for them. Um, so they sort of wanted to know if we ran like a pre-base course where they can get the information and start to learn and make the decision if you know jumping is for them. So it's not something that we did, um, but we got together, put our brains together. And it's like you know if people want to essentially make a decision if base jumping is for them or not. I said, we'd be silly not to, to right. put some information out there. So, yeah, that's how the basic skills course was formed. So, um, we're holding him in Lauderbrunnen in Perth and uh, Eastern States of Australia. So, Lauderbrunnen was the first one. Um, we had nine students um, coming from all parts. Had a few from Dubai uh, in Europe and one guy come from America as well. Um, so, it was a massive turnout. It was uh, bigger awesome. than we expected. But, yeah, the general gist of it was... Um, just to put some information out there to prepare them for the transitioning from their skydiving to um, into the base jumping, things that they can work on. Um, just talk about weather, um, exits, why we use a certain gear that we use. Um, we also went down the drop zone. Uh, skydive Switzerland down here. Uh, mm. Elliot, who runs it out there, is super, super helpful, um, super supportive. So he was more than happy to let us jace, um put base canopies into student gear nice. um, and jump them, do a hop and pop so the, ca- the students could do some canopy drills, object avoidance drills, um, just basically just get a feel of flying a base canopy. A, a bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. a lot of them come down. One of the guys, uh, he flies a Petra 63 or something Ooh. like that. So yeah, he his smile wasn't that big when he come down. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the <laughs> hell <laughs> is this? Um, but yeah, if we can make the sport safer just by putting a bit of information out there, I think it's really good. And it, you know, when you do do the course, it is it is a lot to take on. For sure. Um, you know, the risk side, uh, all the things you need to remember, malfunctions, plus flying a canopy you've never flown before. So for people, a few of the people on the course are actually um, doing the base jumping course next year. Um, so you know, so now they have twelve months of preparation. They mm-hmm. know what they need to learn, uh, need need to work on. So I think it's a really good idea to transition from skydiver into base jumper. Yeah, so I think it's a cool thing, and it was it worked. It was awesome. The yeah. feedback we got was immensely awesome, and it tied in with the free base workshop as well. Right. Um, so it was, yeah, really good. So what all went into the uh, free base uh, workshop this weekend? Yeah, so basically um, it's about sharing some love and putting some safety and knowledge back into the community. So um, yeah, so we got together, um, so had some help from Phoenix Fly, Adrenaline, Ater, uh Valley Base Gear, and um, Learn to Base Jump. So it's basically got a few people together, um, organized groups, split them into tracking, um, one piece, and wingsuit. It was just about sharing a bit of knowledge, um, helping people with things they wanted to work on, um, also canopy stuff, um, 
yeah, so video side, we had debriefing with videos. Uh, we showed some carnage reels, just learned about safety, decision-making. Um, we had a really cool weather talk from Matthias. Um, so, yeah, it's a, lot of, a big thing that a lot of people don't understand when they're jumping in, in the Alps and mountain areas is the different type of weathers that we get here. And, you know, fern winds, how valley winds work. So a lot of people are very blasé about that. So it's good to get some information out there about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, meteorology is really important no Super matter important. where you're jumping. Yeah, and but, understanding yeah. what the weather's doing as well mm-hmm. is a massive thing, especially when you start to get into the wingsuits and the bigger high-altitude jumps. Yeah, it's super important. Yeah, being able to figure out what the weather's doing four hours from now. <laughs> yeah, right. try and read the future. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically just a idea to get people together, to jump together, um, share some love, share some knowledge, um, and just a bit of education. And I think it turned out really well. Like, we had what I would say a record... Record nose, uh, like numbers of jumpers. Yeah, like so fifty people yesterday. I think we had everyone up on the up on the noses. So yeah, the call to Air Glacier was quite interesting. So uh-huh. there's fifty uh, odd people ready to jump. Had to ask sort of how many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was a super successful weekend. Um, no incidents. Everyone learned something. There was yeah, I've was seen awesome. bigger smiles on people's faces I've seen in a long time. So um, yeah, yeah, super cool. And so how how did you guys divide up? Um, to do the workshop like uh, was it by discipline yeah that's exactly right so um so dukesy took the two-piece trackers um myself uh, edo helped as well he switched between groups and david uh, we took the one piece um and then sam was sort of flicking between the groups and john jewel and edo was uh with the wingsuits yeah very cool and then uh in the in the evenings you guys uh met up and reviewed each yeah. jumper's exits and, and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's it. So we, um, we all had uh, the handicams with the zoom so we could film the exits all the way through the uh, flights uh, to the openings and landings. So we just you know debriefed everything, um, sort of helped people along with what they were doing good and bad and you know, try not to focus on the negatives, but um, just to reiterate you know, things that they can improve and give them little tips and trips. And you guys had you know, brand new jumpers, brand newish, all the way to instructors you know guys that have been in the sport for a long time and uh you saw a lot of improvement you know through regardless of skill level going in yeah that was the most positive vibe that i got out of it um you know myself i haven't been around the sport in a long time um but i think in that time i have been jumping you know my jump numbers are quite high i'm here every day i'm jumping every day so um that but for someone who you know like dom for example Mm. you know he's He's thousands of jumps. Um, he's been in the sport a long time. He used to teach people how to base jump. Um, so he was in my group. And just, just the one thing that I, I helped him with uh, when he was in the one piece, and his track actually doubled. And I've never seen the smile as big as on his face. He was like a little kid running around the landing area. Yeah. You know, so for just for that, to see someone with so much experience, actually listen to someone, uh, you know, ha- who hasn't been in the sport as long as them, you know, that that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, but if you can help someone and, and see them improve, I think that's that's the main objective. Yeah, yep. and it was all free. Yeah, and that, <laughs> we're yeah. all base jumpers. We yeah. all have no money. So as soon as you mention free, people will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and also free stuff. Um, oh yeah, the, the prizes were legit. Yeah. yeah. What uh? What what were some of the prizes they gave out at the so yesterday? Let's, let's see, we had, we had like free free honorable mentions right. for folks that like Dom. 
yesterday. What were the prizes yesterday? I can't remember. Yeah, so goodie bags. So um, we had a learn to base jump goodie bag. So just um, some t-shirts, pull-up cords. Um, I think Dukes's book in, was in there, Confessions of an Idiot. Mm. Um, and then there was a VBG bag. Um, and then from the manufacturers as well, there's some bags. Yeah, so that was from the... Uh, for the guys who stood out in the group, mm. um, the most consistent, you know, the ones that we've seen that were putting in the effort, making improvement. Um, so, yeah, we gave those guys a bit of a goodie bag. And then today, which is, I think, I had way more fun today than the tracking side of things because it's something that people would probably take a little bit for granted. Oh, yeah. Accuracy uh, camp. Accuracy. And, Whew. yeah, it was, I think it was awesome. And a lot of people were like oh accuracy but don't we just want to fly far mm. but yeah mm-hmm. got people out of their comfort zones and to do something that they're not really used to doing especially in Ladderbrunnen in the valley yeah. where you have giant landing areas yeah. it doesn't matter where you land it's yeah. you're going to land somewhere which is why yeah like I'm terrible at accuracy landings right well, when I when I was you know I'm still growing up in base in my opinion but but when I first started base you know I was living in Hawaii and a lot of our jumps were you know, bandit jumps in the city and the landing areas were tight so yeah. I I've always had an appreciation for accuracy just because it you you want to have it when you need it. Mm-hmm. Here you don't necessarily need it all the time and it's, so it's really easy to get like relaxed uh on accuracy. But when you're wingsuiting, a lot of times you don't always know exactly where you're going to land and so every jump becomes an accuracy jump mm-hmm. because yeah, you have, you're going to have to put it down. So yeah. it's a, yeah, especially like when you know, when you talk about um, some jumps, you need to actually like the boys in Australia, some of the yeah. landing zones that they they put it down in. So Those we, aren't LZs. They're not. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, it's <laughs> the a, shitty spots that they have to put it down in. It's an right. art form, like watching some of those guys put the canopies. Yeah, down. like the six meter patch with fewer trees than Man. the. Re- yeah. I actually caught when we went to KL this year. I copped a lot of shit from the Aussie boys. Um, you know, just being a valley jumper with the big green fields. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, a couple of Mount, months before Mountain that, ever. yeah, a couple of months before that, I had targets out there. You know, so I was always practicing my aggro because I knew I'd get shit when I get over there. Mm. Um, so it was quite funny when the boys were like, "How are you getting into these landings? Aren't you supposed to be a valley jumper?" <laughs> <laughs> so it was like I did a little bit of homework before I went just to make sure. Right, right. you still got it. Yeah, you still got it. The shit from them. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt all weekend. I was yeah. like, man, this uh, there's there's thirty people standing on this exit watching this dude not fuck up i hope (laughs) and one thing i was a little surprised with um with the accuracy comp was that okay almost everyone landed safely like we we saw a few few spills but nothing like bad but the uh the number of people that actually drilled the target was not nearly as high as i was expecting it to be with with the number of jumpers we had so it's that that was a, that was an eye opener for me to reinforce how important accuracy is. Yeah, know? yeah, super important, and it probably um, woke up a lot of people as well. It was like, well, hang on, yeah, that's actually, something I didn't really even think about. So, so hopefully people learn from that and uh, incorporate that into their next jumps. You know, try and put it down next to the flag, or yeah. you know, pick a spot and try and put it down. There. And that's the that's the thing is we need to do that more when we're jumping. Here is yeah. pick a spot before we jump and say where we're gonna where we're gonna stick it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. and then go for it because you never know when you're going to need it. Yeah. yeah, and a few years ago when when we were we were hitting a lot of the the circuit, if you will, of uh, the comps, we'd put out some little cones and uh, try and land next to the cones. We've kind of gotten away from that. Yeah, because we don't go to as many accuracy comps these days. But but yeah, it's, it it never stops being important. Hundred mm. percent. Sam, you want to jump on? Do you want me to be in? Come on in. Come on, Sam. Come on in, Sam. We've got. Oh, hold on. Let me again. <laughs> Ah, we should. Oh, <laughs> I'm a vegan. I'm a, have you heard of Freegan? 
Do you know what a freegan is? No. I just so freegan is an actual thing now. Freegans are vegans um, unless the food's free. Unless it's free, so they dumpster dive and will eat like leftover waste, uh, like you know, when a grocery store's food expires, they'll eat that. So like they'll eat meat if it's free. So they're freegan. Freegan. Sound like base jumpers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bunch of cheap fucks. think of it's free. Cheap yeah, fucks. That's invented. what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's well, been I mean, around for a while. And there are a lot of similarities between, uh, you know, like van life people, climbers, surfers, bunch base of, jumpers. Bunch of granola yeah. hippies. You know, the, the, the activity is different, but a, a lot of the other mindsets similar. Kind of the same. But they yeah, never skimp out on the beer butt. Right? They might not buy, bi- buy dinner, but they've always got a beer right? in their hand. Well, I remember being in college and being like, ah, oh, I could do one more jump or I could buy a case of beer tonight. You've got to weigh and, up the, the pros and cons. Man. Well, I always I always did the last jump and then we still figured out how to get the beer. Like it was, <laughs> so. Shocker. But, so, Sam, give us, uh, give us your thoughts on the free base weekend. How was it for you, um, Mr. Organizer? I would say it was uh, a good turnout. That's probably the most important thing. Record turnout. Really, really good turnout. So last year when we organized the event, I think we only had like uh, 26 people come in total. Mm. Um, but it was only a day. So we, this year's event, it stepped up to three days. We obviously had like full day on Friday, which we had 38 people jumping. And then the Saturday we had 50 people jumping. And then today for the target stuff, I think we had just under 45, something like that. Yeah. So Actually, when you think about it, that's a lot of people. That's. I was trying to look at like uh, the nationalities, and I think we're, we're for sure over ten. That's a lot of people from different places and corners of the world, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, general thoughts and feelings was, I'm f- I'm really tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm knackered right now. I'm like on yeah. the last fumes, just trying to chug through this. I'm but, tired, and I just fucking participated. Yeah. I can't imagine having to try to organize this shit. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a challenge, but obviously I think the, the main reason that I guess I wanted to do this was to provide education, information, get everybody, everybody together in the base community and then to have like the likes of Robin, uh, Dukes, obviously yourself as well, Brian, people with experience to share their knowledge in every aspect possible because I always said this, if there's information that's already provided and we have a hold of it and we can share that, then potentially, hate that word, then realistically we can save a life so just one thing that someone can think about um that maybe happens to them in their jumping career and because that you know it's been shared by robin and dukes and other coaches that were here if uh if they can take something away and it can save a life then that's a good thing yeah so all my sort of challenge my personal challenge is to try and change the uh image of the sport and also to promote a bit more on the educational side of things as well yeah the pioneering, pioneering, pioneering days are done. Yes, you know, all the yeah. information's out there already right. for us. We know what works. We know what doesn't work. So it's just getting that message across to people and, and promoting it. And you know what? A lot of the time as well, when, when this uh, weekend happens, it always comes back to the basics mm. every single time. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like there's not – the base jumping is easy really easy to go up to something jump off it and open a parachute it's not a complicated thing to do it well to do it well mm. is fucking hard a lifetime work yeah. and especially like the consistency so there's a few jumpers that were here with you know a good handful of jumps you know thousand jumps mm-hmm. and it's really cool to have them on an exit with everybody and they're participating 
and people can see holy shit they're so consistent with the way that they exit the way that they fly their suits how they flare uh, their canopy work but that comes with time time sport. so yeah time in the sports obviously a major thing but then if you can get um all the information before and then have time in the sport you can exceed a lot and then you know hopefully survive the game yeah for sure yeah it's all about being in the long run right i mean you want to like I want to be an old base jumper. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of old speaking base, of old base jumpers, yeah. I, I wow. was totally amazed by Starnade. First time I've met him, uh, absolutely epic to see a 66-year-old hiking with all the boys, <laughs> big grin on his face, and a weapon. Yeah. Absolute weapon. Starnade owns a tear. A tear, yeah. Do you know, the, this is something that I thought was really cool. He is, uh, you can see he's got this like old school method um, of living. And uh, he's, you know, he just sits back, he listens, he nods, he smiles like the whole time. And the thing that I thought was the coolest, on every single jump he did, he spent maybe a minute in his own little happy place away from everybody. Um, he closed his eyes and he visualized the jump from the very <coughs> beginning all the way to the landing. And he did it like three times and I watched him do it and I was like, man, that's really cool, you know. 66 years old and again, still doing the basic shit, which mm -hmm. is, you know, visualization. But cool to see because obviously it pays off. Yeah, because if you can't do the basics really, really well, like now you start adding anything advanced or complicated shit. Well, that's the worst thing you see it shit so goes often, show, especially so in the valley. Mm. Yeah, you can't track. I was going to get a bigger suit. Yeah, can't yeah. still can't track. Yeah, it's time to wingsuit. Yeah, yeah so yeah. people forget those fundamentals that you know. Do the two piece tracking, get good at that, and then transition to one piece. You're gonna it's going to be a whole better transition. The same as the tracking going into the wingsuiting. Uh, like um, me and Sam and Dukes and that, we're heading off tomorrow to Brento to do a first flight course from Brento um, mm. for a few of us boys. You know, so I'm sort of at the point now where I'm only starting to feel comfortable about transitioning into a wingsuit mm. because of all, all that tracking experience and, and the, you know, time and effort put into to making that transition easier. So I think a lot of people forget that as well. Yeah, and if you... Imagine looking at a different sport. You could correlate it over to anything else. Imagine being like starting surfing and being on like a, you know, a nice, safe, foamy board on a little wave and you're like, oh, this is shit. I'm just going to go and like get towed in on a fucking gunner and mm -hmm. go on a big wave. Yeah, you might do it. It might be a little bit easier, but the consequences of that are way, way bigger. Mm. And it's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And even we know that. We're like, no, you can't do that. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's a silly thing to that's do. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's exactly what I did. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And along those lines, Sam, you gave a nice talk about Carnage. Yeah. And uh, I want to say nice that, review. that was my favorite part of the entire weekend. For, for Everyone the, loves a bit of Carnage. Yeah. Well, yeah but yeah. that's the thing is Birdseye, you know, Carnage review. Like these are the it, – it doesn't really help you that much to just watch somebody do something right. Mm -hmm. When you watch a video of something going wrong and yeah. you can learn – all yeah. kinds of and things. What I want to say about that really quickly is that I like how you did. You weren't celebrating Carnage because a lot of us, you know, a lot of times we can laugh about oh, and that kind of stuff. But it was very informational. So I was hoping you could give us give the listeners that couldn't be here a little back Should've brief been here, on, bro. on the uh, what you discussed the Carnage. Well, so the the Carnage is um, an ever growing file that remains on my personal Mac, and it's come from you know some fr stuff from the school, which is just basic stuff like toggle files and. Um, 
other easier malfunctions off headings line twists uh and then it's gone to like the super advanced stuff which is like hardcore terrain flying under and over cables and looking at the basics but um i guess the way that the the carnage is presented and it's how robin and Diggs and myself run it for the school is we you know we'll bring up a video uh and then basically crunch the whole thing down and look at it so that's all it is you're trying to digest all the information and find out why it happened and how it was fixed if at all and then like the general outcomes because people don't generally look at it in the right way so i don't know it's just say one example uh if you look at the uh some of the carnage files that we do have with the slider down cliff jumps with uh say perfect 180s people are doing rear riser turns but they're grabbing the riser in the incorrect place so it's just getting you to start thinking about okay if i do have a 180 slider down off a cliff then you need to be grabbing the riser in the right place but if you can break that down and actually show people through carnage then it's again it just comes back to the um educational side of stuff right and for those that didn't get to see it, you, generally, you want to have your hands near the links, basically, like right, yeah, the, like high on the risers, as hard as possible. You know, as hard yeah. as possible on the links, you know, uh, the links are a great place to go for if you are opting to go for a rear riser, um, but not underneath the toggle, which yeah, is underneath where the toggle yeah. is where a lot of a lot yeah. of those videos and then your tendency because is that's you know that's just the well. natural that's where people are going for yeah in normal conditions. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. in a panic mode, they're going for the same spot without yeah. thinking. I think people are so comfortable where their toggles are, so it's just a natural habit to just yeah, grab where, like, the oh, grab where the toggle is and start pulling there. But actually, you don't have much of a throw anyway. Mm. So yeah, and then uh, you know the carnage goes down to uh, yeah flying on hardcore terrain, and you know this is how you can this is how you flare to save your life when it's needed. Yeah. Obviously, that I've kept that video personal for a long time, and only people that come onto um, the courses and do sort of wingsuit stuff with us, then we do share that as this is why it's so important. But that's extremely advanced in in that um, way to understand it. So only really, I would say, any people that fly wingsuits a lot and have a good understanding of like why a flare is important can relate yeah. to that. But and, it's good to start with, you know. And that's what's really interesting to see how much more like risky things that I used to do that were oblivious to the dangers, you know, Oh yeah, let's just do a two way. No big deal. Mm. Like that was right yeah. off the bat. We were, you know, always no problem. Let's, let's do two ways with anybody that wants to go three ways, ah, four ways. Fuck it. Why not? But it's like, and now you yeah. realize you start to learn that, Oh man, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Yeah. You have to have some plans. And it's it's not like being paranoid trust. about it, but it's like awareness you, of you the can, risk. You can do two ways all day. Totally fine, but that one time that you fall through a burble and you're on a seven-second start that's, you know, pretty short, then when shit has the fan, then do you have the skill set to be able to get out of that position? And if it's no, then it's like, ugh. Well, is it worth it? We, we, we've spent a lot of time this year um, flying skydiving with a lot of other Yeah, you guys have and, done a bunch of this year. Yeah, and... 15 hours of tunnel? That too. Mm. Yeah, but just with the wingsuit training, uh, we've... I've gotten burbled a lot this year to the point, to the <laughs> point that I was like, of course, no, yeah, no, 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 no. No, no. Right. there's something paying off. I was going to say, let's, let's be honest. He <laughs> may have been burbled a lot. No, he I burbled, burbled the shit out of people too. He was, oh, okay, so yeah. he was Mr. Burble. It, it has completely changed my perspective on, on two ways, three ways. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do them in base right now. Like I, I'm, I'm good. Like Can I'm, not, you imagine I'm not flying now? camera for somebody cause I'm terrifying. Imagine if you were flying video, let's say, 30 foot above the ground. Right. Still fucking low. Yeah. And then you get a burble. The the party's over. It's game over. Yeah. yeah. 
So again, it's like it's, the skydive training is super important. You realize that, which is great. You know, that's cool. Yeah, but I look back just not that a couple <laughs> yeah. of years where How Brian and I were doing sending two ways all <laughs> the time. Oh, I'll fly camera for you. Fly. And and what we got lucky. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just follow Instagram. <laughs> Here, give me. I'll, I'll PCA you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> That'd be a whole another podcast. Yeah. yeah. The, we'll, the, we'll do a PCA, like the, proper PCA podcast. PCA. I, 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 yeah. Triple P. This is Randy on recording, swearing never to drop Brian again yeah. on a PCA. Famous last words. I've done yeah. it twice. <laughs> I, I was very first base jump. I dropped him. Saw some center cell. He had good positions. Like, eh, you'll be all right. And it was great. Fly, little baby. <laughs> get Sorry, get yourself a little extra <laughs> free fall. And then just trying to be funny in Tallinn because we had plenty of height. But I'll, I'll never do it again. I, it was a dick move. And uh, you've earned funny. the reputation. It's done. You are you are a terrible PCA. Karma's uh, got you. Look, now just, you're in a cast, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's we haven't actually addressed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yeah, I was not a part of this base weekend because I, I blew up my tricep <laughs> wanking in, injury. The video is uh, pretty good, actually. That'd be cool. Attach that into the link with this podcast just oh, so people can get a bit of a laugh for the the PCA. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, for yeah the or PCA me and my you wing. putting yeah. into the tunnel and that retarded cast that you got on as well is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so big, yeah. <laughs> it is massive. I've, it's I've, my arms are fucking huge. <laughs> I've gone to the hospital twice in Germany, and twice they've wrapped my arm like a mummy, like huge. <laughs> Must have been the apprentice, I think. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty fucking bad. Take care of this blown out tricep. <laughs> this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> He's been tugging too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so no, this weekend was amazing. It was fun to watch, like, that many people. I mean... It, it's just crazy to me. Like every chance, every chance I get to go to some sort of educational learning situation, whether it's a wingsuit skills mm. camp or a tunnel camp or this, the progression keeps going, and yeah. the, the progression never never ends. Like yeah. you look at how far you've got to go because there's never ending up. Huh? Yeah, yeah. T- tomorrow you you're you're at one point, but a year from now you're like, fuck, man, I didn't know shit last year. Yeah. You know, I always thought about looking at stuff with uh, the learning side. You, you know, you've got your like classic graph, like 90 degree graph with mm. the like line going up. Mm-hmm. So as you start something down here and then you you start going up. And then when you reach the graph at the top, what happens next is uh, I got told this analogy is you put another graph on it. Mm-hmm. So that line just keeps going up and you reach the top of that and then you put another one and learn a different discipline. It just actually just goes through and ever and ever, you know, yep. you're never going to reach the best and you can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, and just while I'm here and got the opportunity, I would like to just sort of put my um, thoughts and feelings on something which is basically uh, Lisa. She she Lisa helped. needs to do a podcast. Yeah, she yeah, helped we'll, we'll get her so someday. much with this um, weekend, like yeah. putting everything together with me. Like I couldn't have done it without her. Yeah, and the coolest thing is she doesn't even base jump. She's the she's the you glue. Know? She's okay? the glue. She's the glue to everything. You know, so. Without her, then it wouldn't have happened. And what's really cool is she's just does it out of passion. She does it out of love. And she's, yeah, she just loves it. So it's really cool to see someone that doesn't even jump and have so much care and authenticness to just come forward full power and then just send it. You know, she she did great this weekend. For she sure. she yeah. could be doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And she chooses this. She's she wants there, to look know? after a bunch of idiots jumping right. off of rocks. She's like the mother to, you know. We're just little mad little chickens running around yeah. in the field. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, anyone listening to this that knows Lisa, go ahead and peer pressure her into doing a recording because I've yeah. tried numerous times. <laughs> and send her a message on right. Facebook if uh, if you came to this weekend mm. saying thanks heaps. Yeah. yeah, some big love. For sure. Cool. So well, should we try to uh, yeah. get John Noel in here? Yeah. Because uh, so I, can, I could even just put him in my spot. I'm going to tag out. Stay. I'm tagging out. Okay. Well, I'm on work we'll, work finishing mode. All right. So, so yeah, we'll put you... Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Tune in next week. Yeah. Tune in next. Okay, bye. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> All right. We'll get John Noel in here. All right. If you liked what you heard there, then uh, please tune in next week for the second half of this podcast where we sit down with uh, John Noel of Adrenaline Bass. Uh, thanks, guys.